this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. What's up, guys? It is about to get lit here at AfterBuzz because we are going live with Lunatics Season 1, Episode 1 and 2. Stay tuned. It's going to be dope AF. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Wow. I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> What's up, guys? We are so excited to be here. As a huge fan of Chris Lilly shows, I'm so excited to be able to get to talk about Lunatics, my new favorite TV show. I'm your host, Jesse Zayner. Welcome. Join us in the live chat if you're with us right now. Comment to us. I am a huge fan of the show, so I want to talk all things Lunatics. And here are my beautiful co-host next to me so introduce yourself and let them know where they can find you guys at. hey guys i'm alice ford and uh this is actually my first chris lily show so i am a, a new fan yes and um <laughs> it's quite crazy <laughs> it definitely fits the name and i'm excited to talk about it uh hi my name is anais lucia i'm on instagram at more than you think seven and i'm a huge chris lily fan my first show was summer heights high and i actually am wearing an honor chris lily i have a hilford Hilford, um, private school shirt from Jamae. Yes, um, she's amazing. Summer high tie, so I love Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so excited to talk about this. We're going to go over episodes one and two today. So the first episode, we're kind of just getting to know the characters. So let's go kind of how they put it in the show. Um, let's start with Keith Dick, because he's the first person that we meet in Australia. <laughs> and he is the head of fashion for this, you know, this department store. And he... And his wife and his daughter, um, Patika and Rashish, work here, and they're about to leave. He's gonna open his like own store. Yeah, he Patika's dad left them a mm-hmm. store that they're inheriting. It's like this ladies' fashion store. So he's, I want to say serving, but he's not serving. But he's checking out his last customer and celebrating. He he's leaving there. So what are your guys' first impressions of Keith Dick? Uh, well, first of all, the name, like, they start off with that name all of a sudden, and then, like, I just really thought it was hilarious. He's kind of, like, a little passive-aggressive when he's like, oh, I th-, like, he's trying to be complimentary but insulting at the mm-hmm. same time. Yes. He's like, yes. oh, I think this would hide a multitude of problems. <laughs> <laughs> or he's like, what's your name? Bessie. Yeah. Oh, got you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Great. Moving on. So do you want Keith Dick to dress you? Um, I would want to see what he would pick, Yeah. 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 <laughs> What about, um, what about, what, what did you think? I, 
I like him, but then, you know, you can tell his wife really likes him yeah, in all totally. of the uh, interviews. <laughs> and I also think that I a lot of people have objectophilia. Yes, so, so I think let's it's a very common mm-hmm. disease yes, that people don't so, realize they have. <laughs> yes, that is what we find out about Keith Dick in this episode is he has a sex disorder called objective sexuality or objectophilia where you have an attraction to an inanimate object. Mm-hmm. And so he talks about his struggles with that. Um, some that he's had behind the scenes nobody knew and then this affair that he had with Karen this cash register (laughs) that he took home and Patika walked in on him having relations with Karen I just have to say like the fact that they recreated it with his actual wife in there like why would you want to relive that (laughs) creation okay now I want you to like go through this again yes yes that's a really good point so the reenactment that they do on the show is the reenactment where they are reenacting like him and Patika are actually reenacting what happened which is so hilarious which is you know, Chris Lilly's trademark is, like, so ridiculous, but yes. I stop watching it. <laughs> exactly. I just love how, like, so many things in this show are really, like, do so duality to, like, real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of, like, yeah, of course people are addicted to, like, in love with, like, objects. Right. You know? Yeah, they're yeah. crazy. Like, I've seen people who, like, they're in love with their car and, like, a freaking uh, Ferris wheel or something. Well, well like, how many oh, of us are yeah. in love with our cell phones? Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what I love about him is he, like, takes it to, like, the next level. It's, like, <laughs> it's to the so extreme. epic. To yes. the lunatic level. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely. I did love that he was also in love with the dryer. Yes. But, and I love that they call it a um, an air tumbler. Is that what they call it? In, is that what they called it in Australia? Oh, I didn't catch that, actually. But I was like, oh, that's so funny. You know, because everything is, like, different in Australia. Mm -hmm. You learn new, like, Australian terms. Yes. A new different name. So with Keith Dick, you like him so far, or you're like, nah, not Keith Dick? For me, he's actually my favorite character. Oh, is he? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not because I think he's a good person, but um, I don't know. I just... He's just epic. The ponytail and the the glasses and the fashion. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Yes, okay. You love Keith Dick. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like him too, and I'm interested to see what he does with the the I'm interested the Kmart s- fashion women's fashion yeah. store that he was given. And also, like uh, we were talking about earlier, how like Chris Lilly, his shows, um, you know, he'll have these kind of deplorable people. <laughs> his his characters are kind of like people like you don't want to like them, and, and at the yes. end of the show, somehow you end up kind of feeling bad for them or kind of liking them. So I want to see how he's going to make me like. Keith Dick or feel more sympathetic towards him. Yes. I am also a fan of Keith Dick. I think he's hilarious. So he's the first character we meet. After Keith, we get into Becky Douglas. So Becky is at Butterfield University in California. Mm-hmm. Um, she's getting dropped off. Well, not really dropped off. Her parents are coming to help her and her twin sister. They're not identical. Move in, <laughs> yeah. which Obviously. you'll see Yeah, if you haven't seen this episode yet. 
um, move into their dorm room. And Becky's thing is she's seven foot three and she has weird legs, she says, because her bones are fused together. But she has yeah. a pretty face, so she can pull it off. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll take that back. Uh, this is like the only character that's not deplorable that uh, Chris, Chris Lily has made. She's actually like a pretty sweet girl. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, not everyone is deplorable, but she kind of reminds me of like Jamee, but like if Jamee was nice. Yes, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah, so. She does. She even sounds like Jamee. Mm-hmm. Like in certain parts, I'm like, she sounds exactly like Jamee. Yeah, and she's, uh, you know, she, this is like the first, I think the first show where he's actually kind of had characters that are all into like the social media and stuff yes. like that. Because, mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool to see them, see him tackle that because we didn't have that in the other episodes and how everyone's on Instagram now and like yeah. trying to get all the likes and follows. And, and that's how Becky starts because she's on like an Instagram story and she tells Lucy, her, I, her, her not identical twin sister, to um, dance for her story. So... Um, yes, and it's, I don't know, I, f- I kind of feel bad for Becky. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see in the next couple episodes how college affects her. Yes. If mm-hmm. she's able to stick with, because she's so positive. She is. She's I so know, positive. I love her. I know. But then, obviously, I think people are going to start being mean to her, yes. so I'm interested to see how she is able, she's able to deal with that. That's yes. what I'm, I'm scared of. I'm like, don't break her spirit. She has like such yeah. a nice positive She does. Spirit. I yeah. know. And Lucy's so good to her. We see, mm-hmm. um, and her mom and dad are so good to her yeah. too. Like her dad is in the room taping everything up and making everything mm-hmm. safe for her, putting lights higher, like putting, he like, padding, fan, yeah, on the fan. the fan. Then like elongating the bed. Yeah. Yes. And, and the desk. Yeah. I know. They're so cute. And the one thing that we find out in this first episode is that she's also obsessed with Asian culture. Mm -hmm. She had this, like, foreign exchange student that came to her hometown um, named Ling. They call him Lingers. He goes to Butterfield, and he's a sophomore, and they basically, like, went there because Lingers goes there. she's a stalker. (laughs) She's a stage four stalker. And I just, like, I love the scene where she's, like, texting him, and she's like, oh, my God, the three three dots. Because, like, we can all kind of relate to that. Like, oh, my gosh, oh, my God, the text is coming back. And then it's like, nothing. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> so anything else with becky that we missed on this first episode well we don't see her much yeah and mm-hmm. after this mm-hmm. so i'm i guess i'm i'm waiting to see until episode three to see what what else we find out about becky yes so are you guys fans of becky yes yes, yes. i think Same. she's very sweet i know we love becky <laughs> So the third person we meet is such an epic guy. His name is Gavin. And, like, the minute that he comes on screen, it it's like you know that he's going to be ridiculous. He's wearing a shirt that says flawless, and he's just completely out of control with the terms that he uses. Um, Bragging like, about, like... He's like the fifth most followed on Instagram or something. Like he's that. yeah in his school, right? Oh, in his school, in, in his school, <laughs> in his school. Yeah, so he has like this Instagram account, you know, that we can't say on air, but but he can <laughs> on Netflix, I guess. Um, and it's the fifth most popular Instagram for his school. Um, he he's really special because he's lit. He he's basically nailing life. He's dope AF. You he's know. dope AF. He gives zero Fs. Um, you know, he's just amazing. And he has like an eggplant emoji on his wall and just like all this hilarious stuff in his room. He's eating like year old candy that's like all moldy and disgusting. Um, taking selfies with his mom, calling himself an F boy. I mean, he's just yeah. so drinking beer. So. <laughs> I mean, he reminds me of so many kids and just like 
just like a lot of the kids now that just like want to be Instagram famous or YouTube yeah. famous that they'll just do any out- outrageous thing to be famous at. And that's what I like about Crystal Lee's characters a lot. He like will reflect things or, you know, kind of it's satire. Like, yes, you know, things that are there in our society right now. So kids being adults. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just being kids. cussing a lot. Yes. Like, yeah. oh my God. So what were you guys' first impressions of Gavin? I was like, oh my god, can you imagine if this is your kid? Because there are kids out there like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see them on Maury Povich. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, it's like the worst connotation or like the worst mixture of like the kid you could get. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I a kid like, I definitely uh, do not want. I will do my very best to have my kid not be like him. Yeah. But his mom is so nice. Oh, yeah, they love him. I know, she's so sweet. She's, like, actually, like, he's pretty mature in certain ways. As he's, like, licking stuff off the table, it's like, okay. He's, like, not mature in any way, but okay. Um, maybe in the way that he swears, I guess, but <laughs> that's about it. We find out that he's going to be, like, in charge of the Gayhurst, like, estate in England because... So he has this aunt and uncle that that have this estate in England, and um, their son, their their daughter can't take it over because she's a girl. That's Clementine, mm-hmm. and their son Dylan can't take it over because he's like not fit for the position. But Gavin is somehow fit, <laughs> right? Right. So Dylan is awesome because he's Gavin's like biggest online fan, mm-hmm. and you see in this episode um, they're chatting online. And Gavin's like, do you want to... What does he say? He does something some, like, like dance. dance. Yeah, like, oh. <laughs> oh, the... the um, where he stands up. It's like dong dance. Or yeah, dong dance. exactly. Yes. Oh, my gosh, it's yes. so funny. Hopefully we can say that on air. Yes, you can. You can um, say... He's doing a dong dance. That is exactly what he's doing. like Dylan that make... You know, the people like Gavin Instagram famous. Yes. So, yeah, so we see him pack up and then he heads to England and he's just as extra as he is at home <laughs> once he arrives in England. Like, he gets off, well, he gets off the plane, they bring him in a car and he gets out of the car and he's wearing this car that, or this shirt that says, like, same shiz, different day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And they ask him how his flight was, and he just, like, rambles on. And it's, like, the funniest, like, 30 seconds of a ramble. I can't even, like, hear what he's saying or understand, but it's so funny. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and he goes into, like, giving... He's like, I've got gifts for you, but they suck. They're yeah. like, I got you this shit, and it's, you know, blah, it's blah, lame. blah. It's Yeah. <laughs> and just goes on and on. Yeah, it was pretty funny. So is, is... I mean, is Gavin fit for this job any more fit than Dylan is? No, no, I don't know. I, know. I just want to know why Dylan is not fit. That's, yeah, I think because he that. has like a club foot or something. Oh, really? I don't know what it is, but he does have like a limp. Yeah, he, that's true. He does have a limp, so maybe that's why. Oh, I didn't know you had to be physically. Like, yeah, there's like physical Same. requirements. <laughs> so I thought maybe they thought he was like too immature, but. I don't know. Maybe they don't know Gavin well enough, but they're about to learn more about Gavin. And they're also very polite to him. They as well. are. I they're know. Like, well, he's a little crass sometimes. <laughs> yes. And he's he's just a little rough around the edges. And I think that's like, also something that's, that's so reflective funny. of society. It's like the parents that like let kids get away with pretty much anything and they grow up to be cussing and all this stuff they have like no boundaries for the kids like absolutely so he's you know chris is reflecting a lot from society in just one character right now i do also love that he's afraid in the house of like the ghosts or whatever yes he's like you know he's like wakes up in the night and pees in the 
all the rooms. Yes. And... He's like, usually I give no Fs, but this mansion is so scary. Yeah, it's so creepy. So Dylan has to come sleep in his room with them. Yes. And... Oh my gosh, I love And then he steals the mom's shoes because the floors are too cold. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you do when you're in charge of the state, right? You can do whatever you want. Wear Mm -hmm. whoever's shoes, pee wherever you want. So that's Gavin for you. Anything we missed, anything you want to mention about the first episode and us getting to meet Gavin? Um, he's probably my least favorite character. Oh no! <laughs> oh my god! What did you think? He of might Gavin? be my least favorite too, just because no. like I just don't like. I I, mean, I would. I don't like people like him. That's it's why. same, same. Oh I'm my like, gosh! That's like the the worst child I could ever imagine. <laughs> and I feel and bad because so... he's like the youngest character, like the kid. He's like yeah. the kid, but I hate the kid on the show. So I love Gavin. He's my favorite because he's so ridiculous. I just, I love him. I 100% agree with that. He's just one of those kids that, I work with kids, so it's just like seeing Gavin is just like a perfect reflection it's, of what I mm-hmm. deal with every single day. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Exactly. It's so funny. I, I just love Gavin, so I'm glad somebody else agrees with me. <laughs> okay, so after Gavin, we meet Yana, Melonhoop, and Jonks. <laughs> Nice last name. What Great name. name, yeah. She's out of Cape Town, South Africa, and she is pet psychic to the stars. Um, she grew up on a farm in Zimbabwe. We get to meet her ard. We get to like, we're introduced to her aardvark, aardvark Natasha. And the cool thing about Yana is she has like, she's so good at branding. Like everything she owns is branded with her name on it. Like every pillow, uh, like twenty pillows on her couch. The wall in her house, yeah. her car, everything says her name on it. Mm-hmm. It's epic. So what are I your liked thoughts? Yana. Yeah. Um, she was insane. But I guess in L.A. there's so many of these, like, psychic shows on TV. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that's totally normal. It's, like, not out of the ordinary at all. And I loved the things she did to the dogs. I mean, yeah. it just got, like, more and more ridiculous as the two episodes went on. Um which I love, but like the rubbing and the fluffing and the like, like the, you know, the different things she would come up with. And now I have to speak in dog to your dog. Yeah. <laughs> she kind of reminds me of, uh, for those of you who have seen Summer Heights High, she kind of reminds me of like Mr. G in a Oh way. my gosh. Because like they're Mr. both G. like, they talk themselves up. They have like, they're very confident in themselves and, you know, they see themselves like probably in like a much better light than other people see them. I don't know. Um, so she kind of reminded me of him. And, oh, my gosh, when she was talking about all the stuff that she did to her past dogs, like, oh, she yes. stuffed one, yes. she made another one into a shawl. <laughs> yeah, so that's a really good point about Mr. G, because she does talk herself up. I mean, I know she says, like, I'm the psychic, like, to, so the pet psychic to the stars, but, yeah, we see her in this episode, like, doing this photo shoot. And she's, like, ordering people around, like, thinks she's so important, like, get this dog off me, get this dog off me. Um, something that she mentions that I forgot to mention, the the magazine that she's shooting for is a lesbian dog magazine. Mm-hmm. And she said that she is, like, a gay icon <laughs> because she is a, a gay woman, and she's, she says she's loud and proud, and she's a gay icon. And women go ape shit for yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's something Mr. G would say yeah. about himself, yeah. so, yeah. So, yeah, you're right. She's, like, very uh, very full of herself in, in this role. Um, we meet her favorite dog because she stuffed her old favorite dog. Barkini. And, and the d- favorite dog before that was made into, like, this little, shawl. like, shawl yeah, that she wears and sometimes puts on her now favorite dog, Victoria. Yes. And then she I remember she was, like, telling him, like, oh, look, I'm thinking about what we're going to do to you when you pass away. I'm I know. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. 
So do you guys have pets yourself? I do, so I don't want to think about that. Like, so that's why I was like, "Oh my god!" But crazy. Did, would you hire, or if Yana was here in the United States, would you be like, "Yana, you need to come talk to my animals"? If I had the money, I probably would just to see what she would say. Yeah, yeah. I've had so I don't have a dog now, but I my best friends have a dog, and I borrow him a lot. And they've had a pet psychic come into yeah. a reading for oh him, my gosh. and it was honestly like we joke about it all the time because. Yeah. He had this orange couch that he really liked, and they were going to get rid of it. And the psychic was like, she'd never seen their house. Yeah. And she was like, I'm getting, like, a lot of orange. Is there, like, orange furniture? And they were like, yeah, we have oh an orange gosh. couch, and we've been talking about getting rid of it. And she was like, that's his favorite couch. You cannot get rid of the couch. So, and Yana, so Yana, this is, like, a real career. Like, when she's saying, is there a J? Is there a J name? A J name? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah there is. Okay, yep, that's who he's talking <laughs> about. This stuff is real. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know that. There were actual pet psychics. I thought she just oh, made that. I, yeah, no, I definitely real. believe. I mean, I don't know about like a some, goldfish but... or you know. But... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, Yana's this businesswoman out of out of Africa. So our thoughts on Yana. Do you like Yana or you're like nah? I like Yana. I'm excited to see what she does in the next couple episodes because obviously at the end of the second episode she was like. This dog is telling me that I I need to get nude. Yeah. And sometimes you have to do weird things. So yeah. we'll see what happens. In the yeah, next I'm excited one. Uh, to see. I like her. I like Jonna. Um, also, because like I got, I think more in the second episode, like she kind of has a thing for her assistant kind of yeah. vibe. So I'm like, mm, no one yeah. see what's going to happen. Definitely there. not reciprocated. Yeah. She was like, um, no. But I feel so, so bad because I feel like she doesn't appreciate, she's kind of like, not super nice to her but she yeah. kind of takes it so yeah. yeah yeah she's my least favorite character i don't know why i'm just not a big yana <laughs> fan so sorry not yet <laughs> anyway <laughs> maybe at the end she'll be your favorite yes yeah. you never know yeah. so then we go to sydney australia where we meet quentin cook he's a 29 year old who is in real estate and he's working with his dad and he's about to take over as the ceo and um, we find out that him and his family, like, their iconic thing is they have huge asses. And that they're, like, ridiculous. They show a commercial and they're all, like, standing sideways. The and billboard. it's like, yeah, they're like the Kardashians times, like, <laughs> ten. It's, like, ridiculous. I like <laughs> big butts in a camera. <laughs> yes. That's their song. So he's, you know, this this kid who's just in real estate with his like ponytail and he's trying to like liven things up because the mm. the open houses are boring so he's like dabbling in like DJing and every attempt is just like so <laughs> horrible <laughs> uh, and embarrassing yeah so what are your thoughts on Quentin so far um well sorry just because I've seen his older shows he kind of reminds me of Jonah oh my gosh like an older whole... version of Jonah because well, like, uh, Jonah in Summer Heights High, because, yeah. like, Jonah wanted, he was like, oh, I'm, like, the best, like, break dancer. Yeah, that's That was, like, point. his dream, and Quentin's, like, kind of wants to be a DJ. Yeah. So they're both kind of, like, well, I mean, Quentin's older, but, like, you know, they both have this dream to, like, entertain people and stuff like that. That's um, so funny. But I really like the, <laughs> the bar, like, the whole, whole family's, like something about like in the jeans oh it's literally in the jeans and he's like i don't get it <laughs> oh yeah he's like the only one doesn't get it like really <laughs> and then when his mom's talking to him about, oh he's such a good singer he's like oh yeah, my god okay, so that's mom. so epic his mom like loves him yeah right and she's like he's like gorgeous and he's like an amazing singer and he sings torn yeah. and it's like i'm not a singer so i would sing this for you people but um 
he sings it and it's like at first you're like what song even is this yeah. it's so good though he is an amazing singer so, so we have Definitely. a lot of moms that love their kids yes she loves she loves him mm-hmm. um yeah and he sings torn and and that's basically all we get from him this first episode so what are your thoughts on quentin so far well, we get a lot in the second episode, yes. but I don't know if we want to jump into that yet. But um, he's not my favorite. Definitely. Did not. you tell us your favorite yet or no? Maybe we haven't even got to my... your favorite yet. Yeah. yeah, no, we haven't. Okay. It's coming up. <laughs> yes. So, what do you think of Quentin? Oh, I like him. Yeah. yeah. Me too. I'm a fan. Yeah. So, then lastly, we go to. The Gold Coast, Australia, and we meet Joyce Jeffries, a.k.a. Juicy Joyce, former porn star and hoarder, <laughs> who's not really a hoarder because she's building a collection because she's going to build a museum. Mm-hmm. Um, she is always hanging out with her best friend, who is Rhonda Carmichael. And Joyce is so confusing at first because, like, you find out she's a point- porn star, and you can tell, like, she's, like, gone crazy because her house is pink and she has a bunch of stuff in it and she's kind of running around the house showing you her earrings her scrunchies her corn in the cob holders like just Mm -hmm. every random thing that she has but she comes out to the male guy in like a burglar's outfit like with the like black mask and like the cape and she runs out to the male guy and she's like give me the mail Mm -hmm. and then she takes and goes in and he's remembering her as this porn star you know big fan or whatever she goes in over the intercom and lets everybody know which it's basically just her and Rhonda there that the males come (laughs) and yeah she's so interesting to me what were your guys thoughts on Joyce yeah to me this is like a a sad spin on like the show hoarders (laughs) yes um which obviously like all those people suffer from like terrible mental disorders yes. and obviously she does too so it's like a i guess a comedic take on yeah, yeah. you know that kind of thing but it's definitely the most organized hoarding house i've ever <laughs> that's seen that's true I'm like oh all the scrunchies are in one drawer mm-hmm. all the videos are in one cabinet um so it was a lot i mean it's a lot of stuff yeah. That she has, but it was very interesting, and I, I kind of liked her. I also liked her kind of like pretend boyfriend. Oh, less, right? Yeah, less the, that she calls the, the CB driver. radio. Yeah, That's right. She's like, "Less, come in, come in." She's like, "I haven't talked to him in a couple days or months, or maybe it's a couple years." But anyways, <laughs> he's usually on around now. So yeah, I liked that too. Uh, I can kind of relate to her because of the hoarding thing. Um, I, I mean, okay, it's not that bad, but just like when people say like, oh, I have too many things, I'm like, watch Hoarders. It's not as bad, okay? <laughs> so um, I kind of relate to her there. And I tell people like, I'm going to get a big place and organize all my things because I have little collections. Yeah. Things. So, um, you know, maybe when I, and then I say when I die, my kids can make into a museum and make some money. I don't know. There you go. So, you know, so Joyce is like your spiritual animal, <laughs> your spirit animal. Um, so Joyce, oh, there's something else that I, oh, okay. The one thing that I saw about Joyce, which really confused me and I was like, okay, I get like the hoarding thing. Like she's an old porn star, whatever. Like I get this, but like the one really weird thing was all the stuff she was doing on the whiteboard. She like Mm -hmm. would think she like all of a sudden she, she'd be talking to somebody in another room who's not there. And she's like, oh, you're going out. Okay. Where are you going? Okay. I'll leave the door open. Or she, she was making dinner by drawing a picture of the dinner on the board. (laughs) And then she was making a phone call. 
So she'd draw, like, a, a smartphone and then, like, pick it up off the whiteboard and talk to the person. And then, oh, yeah, I'll leave the door open and draws the door open. And I'll leave a key under the mat oh, and draws right. I'd forgotten about the key that. under the mat. I'm like, like, what is that about? How do you even think that up? Like, I couldn't even think of something that weird to put on a show. But it's so funny. But it, like, confused me at first. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't really know, like, what that was supposed to be. But I was like, it's probably some part of whatever condition she has i don't know if maybe they're gonna make up some condition for the show but yeah it's got to be made up because i used to be a therapist and i've never seen anybody drawn on a whiteboard and uh (laughs) imagining the actual items i did read one of the tweets um that somebody wrote on uh twitter obviously was that Chris Lilly must be using 95% of his brain to come up with all the stuff he did in that <laughs> That show. is so funny. Um, which I kind of thought was funny. For this yeah. part, yes, that's true. Because <laughs> I was just sitting there like, who comes up with this? And wh- like, what is even going on here? So that was really interesting. So this brings me to the point where you brought up talking to her boyfriend, Les. So do you think Les is real? Or is he just one of the people that she's always like calling out to in the other room? Do you think he's fake? I don't know. I think... I mean, I think maybe they talked at one point, like, yes. many years ago, mm-hmm. and she just continues to try and call him. I honestly thought there was, like, she was trying to call him, and then there was a scene where, like, a truck starts pulling up, and I was like, oh, it's going to be the truck driver, and then it, it was, like, not. But. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, he's he's probably not real anymore. Yeah, I don't think he's real, sadly. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same, same like, idea. Like, I kind of think he's, like, a linger situation. Like, she met him one time, and now she's, like, obsessed with him, so she's, like, trying to reach him, and he's just like, no. There was one other thing that I loved about Joyce, which I was like, oh my god, this was like every kid as a child, the privacy screen for the stuffed animals. Oh, you know, because it's like, I mean, maybe I was the only kid that did this, but I'm pretty sure like we've all had that moment where we were like, oh my god, if I sneak really quietly into my room, I'm going to see my stuffed animals moving. Or I'm going to see them talking to each other. (laughs) Did you have that thought as a kid? I never Mm -hmm. had that thought. So that's another point where I was like, how do you come up with this stuff? But I get okay. I, I can see how that's a little bit more um, believable than the whiteboard drawings. Yeah, yeah. I definitely thought that as a kid. Okay, mm-hmm. so like, maybe this is real. Maybe they move because I think she saw Snoopy move at one point, or somebody was moving on the bed at oh, some and then point. She got really sad when that guy bought Snoopy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's how choice. I am too. That's how I relate to her too. I get super attached to like my any toy anything i own i get really attached to it so it's really hard for me to like get rid of it like all the toys i had when i was a kid they're still in like mint condition like oh, i that's not good. let people touch them <laughs> that's so, so so what would you yeah. what would be your teddy then because Probably, you know she has the precious teddy i have this little uh cheetah stuffed toy that my mom said i got when i was like a baby so it's as old as i am Aww. and i still have it and i probably would never give it away and i would be really sad if i ever lost it oh, that's cute so, fans of Joyce, yes or no? Yes. yes. I think yes. she's my favorite. I'm also a huge fan, and she is up there with Gavin, but I just can't. Gavin's <laughs> so good. So, Okay, so my favorite's Gavin, yours is Joyce, and yours is Keith. All right. We, that's, a good, that's a good lineup. Okay, so that's the first episode. The first episode is just kind of like getting to know the characters. And then the second episode, we move more into their storyline and get to know them a little bit better. In this episode, though, we only see Quentin, Yana, Gavin. Yeah, we don't see Keith or Becky. Yeah. Is that it? I think we see yeah. somebody else. Yeah, it's Jana, Joyce, Qu- uh, Quentin, and Gavin. And Gavin, yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Okay. So I didn't know the show was going to be like this either. I thought we would see everybody each episode, but 
that's not how it went. So um, we start the second episode with getting to know Quentin a little bit more. So he rolls up in his Tesla, gets out, starts doing push-ups, and asks his dad to take some Instagram photos for him. Mm-hmm. And this episode, we also get to know his new assistant, Harrison, mm-hmm. who's like this 19-year-old mm-hmm. who like totally has it together compared to Quentin. Yeah, he's like his replacement. Yeah. yeah. So this is really interesting because when he came in, I was like, oh, these guys are going to not like each other at all. And so at first there was like a little tension between the two, but then I I, I think maybe it was like later that day or the next day they're driving in the car together mm-hmm. and Quentin asks Harrison to turn music on and so he starts playing this EDM music and Quentin's like, oh, this is awesome. And he's like, oh, this is my stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he finds out that Harrison makes music and he thinks that's pretty cool and he likes the song, so he asks him to take a boomerang mm-hmm. of him in the car like kind of dancing and post it to Instagram. While he's doing that, which I thought was hilarious. He starts reading comments from the prior video of the mm-hmm. push-ups or the the pictures, and it's like somebody asking him, like, "Do you even lift, bro?" And he's like, "Block them, just block them." Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking that they might end up being friends now because I thought they were going to have like a lot of tension between the two, but now I don't know. I think things are turning around. What do you guys think of those two so far? Well, I like that they had that little bonding moment. Yes. Um, but I'm I will kind of wonder if maybe later his dad might like Harrison more and be like, Quentin, I was going to make you CEO, but Harrison has kind of shown, and that'd be kind of crazy if that happened. So that's kind of like my prediction. I feel like that's going to maybe like, like they're going to be friends, but then that conflict's going to probably, yeah, create some more tension. But I I like that they had the little moment because, yeah, I noticed the, um, the tension at the beginning, so... Yeah, I think Harrison was actually brought in as a replacement because it's his 30th birthday or coming up. And so he says at the beginning, oh, my dad's going to, you know, make me CEO. And then he's like, oh, by the way, this is Harrison. He's going to come work for us. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's a good point. And also, like, he has, what, three sons? So why would he need to bring in another That's a good point. He he doesn't think they're confident enough to take over. It's so funny because this is something that Chris Lilly does so good. Like, in these mockumentaries, like, they are so good. Everybody, like, Chris Lilly is, like, this extra person. Like, he takes everything to an extreme. Mm -hmm. But everybody else on the show is so believable. So it's interesting that you say that about his brothers because, like, his brothers definitely go along with, like, what Quentin does, and they, like, like him and everything, but, like, why are they not capable to run the business? Well, and they don't seem as, like, retarded. Ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, he's so extra. (laughs) So extra. Yeah, so, so, yeah, that's what we see with Quentin. We'll find out why Harrison is there, maybe, in a future episode. Well, yeah, and then (laughs) the whole apartment that he's building. Yes, bulletproof countertops and uh, a wall of fish tanks. Yeah, so he has this um, apartment. He, like, had bought one of the apartments, and then his family, I guess, bought all six, and so now they're turning it into this, like, luxury apartment in this really bad neighborhood Mm -hmm. with fish tanks that go from, like, the floor to the ceiling that he wants to be open so that people, like, on a hot day can go and swim in, which is, like, interesting. And then he wants to have, like... The, this lounge that comes up from the floor and or lowers so like if we lived if, if exactly that was, it would lower into yeah. our living room it's like what it's like they're dropping the lounge down guys jeez yes he's so, gonna run out of money quick yes that and that's probably why his dad probably doesn't want him to be CEO yeah <laughs> like, can't trust so. him yeah. well I guess before we get into the into the next character yes um 
I want to tell you guys a, a big thank you. Um, we want to say thanks for making us the ESPN of Talk TV and for us to continue to grow. We could also use your help. So make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Give us a rating on iTunes. Leave us a comment. Uh, being part of Astrobuzz, but being part of Afterbuzz TV has been a really big um, thing for me, and I'm sure it has for you guys too. Um, it's always such a pleasure to be on all the shows here, and um, has really helped me in my hosting career too. So I want to thank all of you guys for helping us and supporting us and doing what we love. And if you like and subscribe and rate, we will love you almost as much as Keith loves Karen. Almost. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but really, guys, comment because we want to see see what you guys think about lunatics i could literally talk about this all day it's i love the show i love chris lily Mm -hmm. and so i love the second episode because the first episode like we talked about is just kind of getting to know everybody but the second episode we really dive into the storylines like with quentin and then also with yana so yana is um okay so so we go quentin and then yana is still with (sighs) I don't know why. For some reason, she's just so boring to me. Um, She's just like, you know, with all these dogs and cats in the middle of the night, she's praying for them. She's she's like so extra in this episode. So we see her working with all kinds of animals. um, And we see a little bit of her pen work here. So the pen work is where she's like reading for the animals. And like she takes a pen and has her assistant hold out like this little notebook of paper. And she's just like scribbling and delivering messages like in that way but here's where we also see some of her more like out there techniques like speaking in like this weird language to the dog she Mm -hmm. wants the dog wants her to write a song for him she has to get nude with the dog so because she said it accelerates the impact or and yeah that i think intimacy or something like that i did actually kind of love though some of the things like with the cat she was like your cat it's it thinks its tail is ugly. Do not touch its tail. Yeah. Do you see? I'm touching its tail. Now the head is hiding. Yeah. You see now? Don't look at its tail. See? Oh, the head, the pops head is up. bad. <laughs> I was like, that's hilarious. I I think it's real I don't know. I think that it's some of the funniest for me just because I think I've had pets my whole life. Yeah. And so like you always try to be like, What is your dog thinking? Yeah. What is your yeah. dog thinking? I don't know. I, I love how she was talking about the actress that she was gonna see like, Oh, I think she's she's not a very good, she should oh, do yeah. more T V and then she uses a dog to basically tell the actors yeah. yeah he says you should like do more TV you're like not like you're no Meryl Streep that's so funny that's such a funny point because then I was thinking like what if you were like the pet psychic would you go around and do stuff like that like your favorite actress you go to her house and you're like oh that last movie yeah. sucked she says hey, you should dog. like lend yeah. me a thousand dollars yeah exactly so that's that's so Yana like she's like using you know her power that she has mm-hmm. over these animals to say things to people the other thing that I thought was interesting in this episode because they didn't really say much about it but in the car ride over before this actress calls I think her name's Lisa um, she starts like dictating a book that she's writing did you guys catch yes. that because it was like very short and they didn't say anything else about it yeah and it's going to be um, called Cats Cats Make You Laugh or she something like that it, It's yeah because she was talking about cats in, mm-hmm. in that in that part and I was just I thought it was interesting because she doesn't bring it up again so I was just curious where the book's going to go yeah, hopefully we'll. I think we'll hear more about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anything stick out to you guys about Yana this episode and her and her nude work and her? Well, we always singing? we also see more of Kylie, her personal assistant, yes. in this episode too, and 
and she's also using her fame and her um, psychic abilities to get some like lesbian attention yeah. uh, from uh, her mm-hmm. assistant too. Yeah, like that's right. Because like, she says, "I need personal touch to get the uh, psychic feelings." Yeah, because yeah, that like press against me. Her energy gets, gets like war- like wears her out, so she needs like her assistant to like hug her. Yeah, to so, like re-energize her. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So now it's yeah, it's, I, like at first I was like maybe she is really pet psychic, but now I'm like no, she's like I feel like she's using her powers to just get what <laughs> she evil. wants. She, yeah. she does have some powers, <laughs> yes. Okay, and we get we see more Gavin, which I love. We talked a little bit about this. He's scared of the mansion at night. Um, he walks into Clementine's room, pees in an antique vase, then gets into bed with her because he thinks that he that's his bed. I guess she screams and loses it. Mm-hmm. He tells her to chill. <laughs> he's so funny. I also love that he's like, I mean, I drink a two liter of Coke. Yes, I'm so, so I obviously have up. to pee like nine times. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously that shouldn't be changed. So yeah. deal with the consequences. I love that. Like, he's so uh, funny. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Fuller from Home Alone. Uh-huh. Like he always drinks Coke and pees in the bed. Just reminds me of that. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> yeah. so funny. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he we just see him be, like, even more extra than he was before. They find this, like, red car in, I don't know, oh, right. in, like, some barn or something that used to be Dylan's. And they get it out because he wants to make some content for his Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also meet Ingram. Is that is that her name? The, the yes, horse the girl. Horse girl. Yeah. Horse Ingrid. Girl. Oh, Ingrid. Ingrid. Yes. Ingrid. And he like, takes a liking to her and starts hitting on her. And actually, we've seen him hit on other girls in the first episode when he's standing on a trash can throwing berries at this girl that he likes <laughs> in his right. neighborhood. Oh, it just reminds me of so many boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Do you get hit on like that? Do they break into your parents' Wi-Fi and throw <laughs> berries at you? And Yeah, just, like, they're just mean in general, but apparently, like, they want to date you. I'm like, wait, what? You don't... Like, Typical you adolescent being boy. Being mean is not gonna get me to like you. I hate you. You're ugly. Do you want to go on a date? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me like hit you in the head. Oh, I like you. What? Yeah. You it's me? and when he meets Ingrid, it's so funny because he's so he's he he's in the car, hanging out of the car. He he makes them drive with him, kind of like out of the car, and then he starts screaming stuff at her, and he's like, "Remember this face? I'm gonna slide into your DMs." Yes. And then later he walks up to her, and he's like, "Hi." Hi, hi, hi. And then he's like, horse dick. And she's like, what do you want? (laughs) Don't reinforce that behavior. (laughs) Yeah, and then she eventually um, complains. Yes. She complains, so they're not not into Gavin. And then lastly, because we got to... We're pretty close to the end of this second episode. We see Joyce and more of her collection. um, More of her calling on the CB radio. And then... uh, one thing that I loved on this episode is Princess Diana Day. Did you guys catch that? Her and Rhonda have like... Oh, I missed that. Oh my gosh. Her and Rhonda have like all these things that they do. They dance, they sing, yes. and they have Princess Diana Day, which I loved. What did I miss? What? Oh my I gosh. Yeah, she dances. Was she that dresses Saturdays? Because <laughs> I know Saturdays was like garage sales. Sunday was Sabbath <laughs> rest One of the days was recycling. That was her friend's yes. least favorite, the trash day. Oh my gosh. And I can totally, another way I could relate to Joyce was when she was talking about how she worries a lot. She's like, oh, I could like kill myself in this like door yes. handle. Cause I'm like that too after watching Final Destination. Like, I think like anything can kill me. So I was like, That's Joyce, funny. we're like 
yeah so yeah, she's like scared of her door handle and then some guy like just rings the doorbell and comes in and wants to buy certain items of her collection but she never sells them mm-hmm. so she's like having a hard time parting with i know we talked about this a little bit snoopy and she walks mm-hmm. out to the car with him and she's like bye snoopy it's yeah. sad i felt bad for joyce but she had duplicates, so she can let yeah, these, these right. things go. So One scrunchie out of the 500. So fine. overall, really quickly, what did you guys think of the first two episodes of Lunatics? Well, I, I felt like um, it was a good, you know, intro to everyone. Yes. And, you know, gave you, I guess, like little previews for like maybe possible like conflicts and things like that. So I'm excited to actually like get in it and see like what's going to happen and see, let's go. <laughs> see if any of like you know maybe my predictions come true yeah Yeah, i'm excited to see where the characters go yes um i'm starting to like some people i'm starting to dislike some yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i will say it started out kind of slow but the season gets so much better um i'm a huge fan of the show so i can't wait to talk next week about episode three and four and next week we're going to have some shipping of different characters of chris lilies and then some memes for you but um, before we go, can you guys tell everybody where they can find you? Yeah, so you guys can find me um, on Twitter at Alice L. Ford or on Instagram at Alice's Adventures on Earth. And I want to know in the comments what um, kind of things you guys are objectophilia about as well for next yes. week. Yes. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at More Than You Think 7. And I'm Jesse Zaner. You can find me all over social media at Athletic. Thanks so much for joining us. Give us a like, comment. Tell us what your objectophilia is about. We want to know. We want to know what you guys think of Lunatics. So comment and we will respond. And until next week, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 